Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. My name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. This week, we're covering theme park news from all over the world. Announcements, closures, celebrations, and more. We're going to break it all down for you right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. like this song yeah. is the first choice. I didn't know what you were going to play. Well, there's a reason why I'm playing this, but we are back after a short little hiatus. About a week and a half, two I weeks roughly. I feel like we were we really didn't have that long of a hiatus. It wasn't that it wasn't that long. Yeah, we But trust me, there's a reason behind playing this song. Yeah, and we wanted to make sure that we uh got an episode in before we had a visitor. Yeah, my sister's coming down. We're going to spend a couple of days with her. Uh, but we want to make sure we got an episode out to you and you Patreons watching us here uh, on camera as part of your subscription service. We thank you so much for your support. Patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. If you are not a patron already, you can support us for as little as three bucks a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee! Yeah, I went to Starbucks today and a cup it's like of... double that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. So now we should say it's half the price of a cup of coffee. Literally, a Starbucks cup of coffee for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we're back. Uh, we've got a lot to cover. We haven't done one of these episodes in a really long time where it's basically just a news-based episode because there's been so much that's come out in the last couple of weeks Yeah. Um, since we were you know, covering anything. Our last couple of episodes were more focused on one particular topic, but this one is going to kind of cover all the most recent news from the theme parks, uh, the domestic theme parks at the very least, uh, Walt Disney World, Universal uh, Orlando, California, and uh, Disneyland, as well as SeaWorld. Actually, there are some international... Was, like, we're going to dabble outside of the United items States ...items on this list, so big <laughs> tease right there. But yeah, we're going to dive into everything um, as this episode goes along. But the reason why I wanted to start this episode with... The Welcome Back Cotter theme. Okay. Is we got annual passes back. Oh, yeah. At Walt Disney World <laughs> for the first time since pre COVID. Yeah. Except for one like hour that they released them briefly and almost nobody got them. But they're officially back on sale for everyone. All four levels of passes the Pixie Dust, the Pirate, the Sorcerer, and the Incredipass are all on sale. And currently all is still available, it's correct? It's all still available. That's correct. The hullabaloo that happened yesterday with the on sale, as it always does, because Disney likes to uh, tell people, hey, 
this thing is really limited and it's going to go on sale at this time. So everyone and their mother goes on WaltDisneyWorld.com. Literally to, myself and my mother. Literally. <laughs> to do this thing and it crashes the site or it screws up the queue. And I don't know why they continuously do this to themselves. But So can I touch on this briefly? Sure, go for it. Because I actually got up to get my sister you an annual pass. did because you're a maniac. Uh, so... First off, I will say that we had went, we'd gone to bed too late the night before, just for no reason other than night owls. And then, if you're not in Florida, you didn't receive the giant wake-up call oh that was yeah. an emergency alert that said, like, this is just a test at 4.45 in the morning. It was so mean. So then, I got up at 5.30 because they said that annual passes would go on sale no earlier than 6.00. Now, that could be in 601. That could be 9 a.m. Right. Nobody knows. So I was, you know, in a zombie mode, sitting at the computer, just sitting there. Refresh, 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 refresh. For the better part of an hour, the queue opened at 645. (laughs) Crazy. Now, just if you're listening and you ever are trying to join a queue with Disney, one thing I will tell you that I have learned is when they open the queue, they randomize it and they'll tell you that they randomize it. It's not like first come, first serve until the exact time. Right. So it was funny. I told my mom, I was like, oh, refresh, like join the queue. And literally, I was... I still had over an hour on my phone and our computer. That's unreal. And when we finally got the passes, my mom was like, oh, mine says 30 minutes. I was like, you got in after me. Yeah. Uh, Luckily. The whole uh, thing is crazy. Our hero, Nick and Megan. Yeah. Saved the day. Nick was able to get his pass and get Katie's in at the same time. And so people were literally in the queue for like, Eight hours. So now the entire Jurassic clan has annual passes. Yep. Amazing. Yes. I love it. I'm so happy. It was just so funny because she was like, I don't know if we should. And she was like, well, if she doesn't use it, like, then we just won't do it the next year. But I mean, they made it seem like it was going to be, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, kind of a kind of a deal. And and shout out to our other friends as well. We've got uh, Eddie and Lisa who are already annual pass holders, but uh, Chris and uh, Chip who are now annual pass holders as well but the beauty of the annual pass holders is there is a little bit of a rule that not everybody knows about but when you buy a disney world annual pass say like when it went on sale yesterday on april 20th you must sacrifice your first child yes that (laughs) and if you say you're not coming till july or august at some point your pass does not start from the day you purchase it. It starts from the first day you scan in. Right. So people who are hesitant about buying an annual pass say like now, and they don't have a trip planned until September, go ahead and buy it while they're available. Right. But you, your year doesn't start until your trip starts. The first yeah. park you scan into after you go to guest relations, pick up your card, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't start the timer until then. So even if you bought it April 20th and you were going to use it September 12th, when you scan in September 12th, you have it until the following September 11th. So that's a really nice thing that Disney does. It's not like a buy yeah. it now and you get it till the end of this year or or a year from the day of purchase. It's from the day that you scan in. So that's really great. And it actually was a convincing factor for a lot of our friends and family to get 
those annual passes because they do come down and visit us so frequently. But they were hesitant because they weren't coming for months at this point. So shout out to Disney on that. Great, great job. Yeah. And one thing I also, you don't have to sacrifice a child, just full disclosure. Maybe. Uh, but I also, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is when you have an annual pass, one of the nice things is my, like my mom and sister, my other sister, Katie, are coming next month. Right. And she's coming in a day ahead of time. So that will allow us to jump into the parks. And on other days, we won't have to worry about like open to close. Yeah. Which a lot of times if you're paying, you know, two fifty a day you're getting all your Disney that you can. For sure. And so you don't have as much of the, I must do everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Shout nice. out to nice. that movie. <laughs> Mom, I want an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to watch that. but And uh, I'd be remiss to not mention our other friend, Nicole, who also got an annual pass. However, the reason why I wanted to bring hers up is that because she is a Disney Vacation Club member, that is also something that has returned with these annual passes. The Disney Vacation Club members are eligible for the Florida Resident Sorcerer Pass, which is a step below the Increda Pass. So even if you're out of state, you don't have to buy that Increda Pass. Yes. That's literally four to $500 more than the Sorcerer Pass. So um, Disney Vacation Club members eligible for the Sorcerer Pass now much like they were pre-COVID when they were eligible for the Florida Resident Gold Pass as what it was known by then. Right. And people have been, you know, shouting at Disney from the trenches being <laughs> like, why can't we have annual passes? Yeah. And so I'm glad they finally went on sale because they should be available. Uh, and it, it makes living here, you know, you want to go to the parks. So not having an annual pass is... A huge bummer. So I'm glad that they finally released those. And I'm excited to see like when they sell out, if they sell out. So they, they may not sell out. Who knows? So we'll report back to you guys. But as of right now, as far as we know, uh, everything's available. Everything yeah. is in stock. So we are halfway to Halloween. We're going to keep going down our list here. We're going to hit the Walt Disney World and Disneyland news first. Uh, but we're going to keep moving down our list here. We are halfway or almost halfway to Halloween. If there was an April 31st, that would be the halfway point of uh, the halfway to Halloween. Uh, but unfortunately, there is not a, an April 31st. So we're, you know, we're spending the 10 days before April 30th to celebrate halfway to Halloween. I'm so excited that Halloween is coming back. And one thing that Disney does is they actually announce, they kind of make a whole thing about, oh, we're halfway to Halloween. This is what you should be excited about. And the other day, they just started dropping all of these tidbits. News. News tidbits and uh, different things like the merch that we're going to be able to purchase, which I am such a sucker for anything with a <laughs> Mickey pumpkin on it. Right. Uh, let's see. They released the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party dates. Yes. And they, prices. They released the, uh, yeah, the prices. I also saw that there there's one on September 29th. I'm like, do oh. I do we dare? Last year, Ian kind of <laughs> jumped into the party. Hurricane Ian uh, was here, so we weren't able to go last September. Uh, was there anything in particular that we saw that was new, or are did they were they just saying like, hey, this is yeah. this, this is happening again? <laughs> They're going on sale very very soon. 
Oh. Um, I believe for resort guests, they're going on sale at the end of April. And for, for people who have reservations during the day that they want to do the Halloween party. Uh, but for the public, I believe it was May 2nd that they go on sale. I can't believe um, that's so soon. Yeah. And so tickets are ranging anywhere from 109 to 199 uh, Annual pass holders and DVC members will get $10 off of their ticket. So that price then goes to from 99 to 189 And the, and the, the dates range anywhere from August 11th through November 1st. So okay. it might be the first time they've had a Halloween party in November. But I could be completely wrong. No, I always thought Halloween night was the, the last, last one. one was the, usually the last one is Halloween night. There's one in November? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's one November 1st. That is very interesting. Because yeah. usually the, the Christmas transition starts on November 1st. Yeah, and then it makes me cranky because I'm like, <laughs> we, just, we, we just got to Halloween. What are you talking about? Yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, they released that. They also showed off uh, Mickey and Minnie's new outfits, which I can't remember exactly how they look, but they're very snazzy yes. and very Halloween-esque. Always. Uh, they also, uh, Disney also announced Halloween on the high seas. Yeah, Disney Cruise Line. So uh, as for how that breaks down, we don't have too much information about that. Uh, just because it's not something that we're planning on doing this yeah. year. But if you do happen to go on Disney Cruise Line around Halloween time, definitely look that up and make sure, you know, if that's something you want to participate in, that you jump on the right cruise to do that. For sure. Who doesn't love Disney at Halloween? So for more information about the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, visit DisneyWorld.com. For Oogie Boogie Bash was also announced out at Disneyland. That's coming back, that super popular event out there at Disneyland. Um, that will be coming back. Go to Disneyland.com for more information there and DisneyCruiseLine.com for more information about Halloween on the high seas. And then there was one more note that I wanted to throw in there about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween okay. Party is that during the party, Tron Light Cycle Run will have a virtual queue. Okay. So it's it's interesting that, that they're going to implement a virtual queue during a, a, a small select event. I mean, granted, those Halloween parties usually sell a lot of tickets. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many, but usually like a third capacity somewhere around there for the park. Right. Um, but if all those people wanted to get on Tron and just get in line, you know, that line's going to get hours long. So it's, I think it's a smart decision to do the virtual queue. Let everybody ride once instead of somebody going and trying to ride like five times. Let everybody ride once and, you know, do the virtual queue. Um, while the ride is still at its peak popularity, so it'll be interesting to see like how they do the the drop for that, like how they'll be able to figure out like oh the for a virtual queue. I don't know if maybe you'll scan something when you come in. I don't know if it'll be a time drop. Probably. Uh, I I have no idea, but when we find out, we will let you know because it'll be interesting to see how they you know make sure that. That's People it. know about what's going on. And it's the first time that we'll ever have a virtual queue for a ticketed party night because Tron opening is the first uh, attraction that's opened at Magic Kingdom since 2014. Right. So we didn't have virtual queue in 2014. We barely had smartphones yeah, at that point. That's true. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. But I think it'll work just fine. Everybody will be able to ride Tron once, enjoy the festivities, and uh, have a really good time at uh, Mickey's Not the Scary Halloween and Party. And let's be real. If you're going to the Halloween party, Tron is just like an afterthought. It just happens to be there. You're right. not really there for that. So I mean, if Some you people might be. Uh, I mean, that's 
that's all y'all. So, but yes, we are so excited about all of the announcements during halfway to Halloween. We're excited to see all the snacks. We're excited to be able to, uh, you know, get to dress up for Halloween again and see all the Halloween decorations. Yeah. It's just, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, it's <laughs> the most wonderful time of, well, I don't want to start singing. <laughs> all right. So moving on, we've got a couple of new Resort announcements. Oh, my goodness. Really, really exciting news on both coasts for Disney. We have a new resort coming to Disneyland. The Villas at Disneyland Hotel is officially opening on September 28th. Ooh. The day before your birthday. Yes. Um, It is available, excuse me, it is available right now for cash reservations, but it is a Disney Vacation Club resort, um, and the... Points will be going on sale for members to add on on May 2nd and for the public to purchase a Disney Vacation Club membership or if you want to add on as well on May 30th. So very very exciting times for Vacation Club, a new resort opening Disneyland in such a small area. That's a huge deal. The fact that they're opening a brand new tower right next to Disneyland Hotel and the colors and the theming, everything looks so amazing. It looks kind of like a ritzy art of animation yes. is what I would say. Yes. With a Steamboat Willie pool? Is that uh, where that splash is? splash area. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I, a Steamboat Willie splash area. Yes, yes. So it, I need it, one of those. <laughs> it is literally directly next to the current existing Disneyland Hotel. It's a brand new tower. There's colors on the outside that, that represent the color palettes of all the Disney animation films. Which is beautiful. It's such a beautiful touch that the Imagineers put in there. Um, there's also going to be several different room types and several different room themes. So you can go head over to uh, DisneyVacationClub.com and you can see some uh, really cool uh, concept art and read a little bit more about what's coming to uh, the Villas at Disneyland Hotel. And also on the East Coast, we also had a, another uh, really cool announcement yesterday. Another announcement? Yes, that the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, not Wilderness Lodge, Fort Wilderness, where all the cabins are and you can go see Hoopty Dee Review. It has been uh, announced that this will be converting to a Disney Vacation Club resort. Okay. It'll be Disney Vacation Club's 17th resort. Wow. Um, in the country. And they're actually going to be replacing the 350 cabins that are there with brand new cabins. And these sound awesome. There's 350 new cabins, can sleep six adults. You got a full kitchen, a bedroom, bathroom, a private patio, and this one will perk your ears up. Mm-hmm. Select number of them will be dog friendly. Ooh. So that'll be pretty cool. Simba, who wants to go stay in a cabin? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, really, really exciting uh, announcements here. Just lots of refreshing and, and new stuff going on. And uh, just California and, and, uh, and Fort Wilderness. We're really, really excited to see what all that stuff looks like once it's actually done. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what these Fort Wilderness cabins look like because I always kind of imagined it kind of like more on the camping end of things. They were like literally cabins right now. But what I'm, what I'm imagining now is that it's going to be more glamping as, a, sure. as opposed to like camping. Judging by the concept art, it is definitely a little bit fancier looking than a regular log cabin, which like they are right now. Like glamping, like glamour camping. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, is, I mean, it, it looks more modern, put it that way. Yeah, and I think that's what people enjoy, especially in Florida, where it's hot and humid and bugs and, you know, other things exist. You want to have the, you know, feel of being in the great outdoors, but maybe you don't want to be eaten alive by mosquitoes. It's, <laughs> right. it's, the, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so you want to take the next one, Danny? Yes, so next thing we're going to talk about is Run Disney. And... I have some very exciting news, and that is that our Bill is going to be running a Run Disney race for the first time. So I will say that uh, for the Walt Disney World Marathon, which this will be my third year in a row doing the 5K, I went to sign up in a panic because it always sells out. And I was signing myself up, and Bill, while we were signing up, he was kind of on the fence, and finally he was like... I had last-minute FOMO. Finally, he was like, you know what? Let's Just do, do it. it. And so we got signed up. So if you are listening and you can think of any costumes for us to start thinking of. Yeah. We would like to dress up because that's half the fun of Run Disney. Yeah. I will say that we do want, if you think of anything, we do want it to be like exercise friendly. Because some people yes. will literally run in like, they'll create like giant VHS tapes and like where they can open, um, I've seen people wearing like monorails they built. <laughs> yeah, I've seen um, that too. I've, like people dress like Spaceship Earth. It's crazy. I'm like, how? How? But it's half the fun of doing Run Disney, and then you'll get to see what it's like. And I'm so excited for that because you know there's a reason I keep going back. Oh, I know you're addicted. I am. I like the. She I likes like, the medals. I like the medals. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. Also, speaking of medals. Speaking of medals, yes. Oh, by the way, before we move on, oh. Run Disney Walt Disney World uh, Marathon Weekend is completely sold out. It's sold out sold in about out. thirty to forty minutes, depending on the race. Uh, now, what isn't sold out is, and I don't believe it's on sale just yet. I believe it's April the twenty fifth that it goes on sale. Is the Run Disney 100 virtual series now what is that well back in 2020 that was one of the first ones i actually did back when we were all stuck indoors uh for the virtual 5ks basically you send disney your money and you run a 5k wherever you want and then they send you a medal and so basically it's your way of participating without you know, here. Yeah, without doing it in person and needing to do like a full trip if you don't live nearby. Talk about the medals. Yeah, and a, a lot of these, uh, the, what's really popular right now are these virtual running clubs. So you can like sign up for 5Ks and then uh, you get a cool medal and, you know, just make sure you run that you're not just collecting them. But these medals are <laughs> very, very cool. So they have done the, I'm trying to remember what exactly what it's called. It's like the history of Mickey, I think is what they called it. I believe so, yes. So basically, this is all about Mickey. And the what they did was each medal is a 100. And in one of the zeros, uh, you have a version of Mickey. So the first one is Steamboat Willie. Now these are all 5Ks, is that correct? These are all 5Ks. So you have three different versions of Mickey. First one is going to be Steamboat Willie. Second one is going to be Sorcerer Mickey. And the third one is going to be what they're they're calling Runaway Railway Mickey. Must have hit that track switch. (laughs) But it is the Mickey from the shorts. So I was surprised they didn't call him like 
I don't know, Shorts Mickey? I don't yeah. know what they would have called him. <laughs> Disney Plus Shorts. Now, you can sign eat up for each of one of these 5Ks for $48 a person, and then they'll send you, you know, the, the race medal or whatever else it comes with. However, if you want to do all three, you get what's called a challenge medal. And that one has both Mickey and Minnie in their 100th anniversary outfits. And it's very, very nice. They're, they just look so snazzy. But you would get four medals, and that's going to be $160. Yeah, and you can get four medals by running at home or, or walking at home, whatever you choose to do, um, for less than one, less than two run Disney 5Ks in person. Yes, exactly. So it's a it's a really great deal. The medals are really nice. They're high quality, like metal medals. Um, and Danny's got a bunch of them hanging on the wall, and I look at them all the time. I'm like, none of those are mine. I think those are really cool. So <laughs> let's let's go. I'm gonna get you a shelf, and I'm just gonna put your one medal <laughs> on there. <laughs> We're gonna get a little little hooks like you have up there. Hey, but if you do the Sorcerer Mickey, and then you do the one in January, you'll have two already. That's true. Already racking up those medals. Oh boy. So um, overall, people are very st very much still excited about Run Disney. Um, it always sells out extremely quickly. And so I would suspect that with the price point for the virtual medals, uh, for the virtual 5Ks, that they might sell out. I don't really know. So if you do want to sign up, make sure that you are prepared that morning. Uh, if you go to rundisney.com and click on the link for the virtual uh, 5K challenge, it'll give you all of the information that you'll need to be prepared to sign up for your race. Uh, just a couple quick tips. Make sure that you are signed up for a Run Disney account. Make sure that you have everything input ahead of time. So things like you can autofill your name, address, credit card number, all of that. Um, sometimes if they're going to sell out, those kind of things are going to be the difference between you getting your race and you not. So Good luck, and let us know if you end up signing up for Run Disney, because I think we are going to. Yes. Very excited. <laughs> All right. So a little bit more news here. Uh, we have an update recently shared during the earnings call from uh, Mr. Bob Iger, or King oh. Bob, as we like King to call Bob. him, um, for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, opening in late 2024 at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, we have a brand new... Uh, set of uh, announcements for this ride. Um, it is was announced that Mama Odie, the legendary Mama Odie, who is in Princess and the Frog, is going to be a featured character in this ride. We're really, really excited about that. There's going to be a brand new cast of original Disney characters with distinct names and personalities. There's going to be dozens, dozens of entirely new audio animatronic figures. Adorable critters with incredible talent bringing the diverse flavors of musical gumbo found in New Orleans. Musical gumbo. Yeah. New original music alongside favorite tunes from the film, much like this song down in New Orleans. Um, do you love beignets as much as Lewis? Well, you're in luck because the alluring scent of beignets being prepared for the mm. party will be part of the attraction queue. Ooh. So goodbye, Splash Mountain Water. Hello, beignets. It's gonna or, be, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I bet you're gonna get the uh, Splash Mountain Water plus beignets. Yeah. <laughs> um, additional talent voices from the film reprising their roles, including Bruno Campos as Prince Naveen, Michael Leon Woolley as Lewis, and the one and only Anika Noni Rose, as you can hear singing here, uh, as Princess Tiana. 
familiar faces from the film, such as Princess Tiana, Prince Naveen, Mama Odie, Louis, Eudora, Charlotte, Big Daddy, and King and Queen of Maldonia and Prince Ralphie will all be appearing in this ride. So I'm very excited. I actually want to watch Princess and the Frog again really soon just to kind of get refreshed on who these folks are and just get myself ready and hyped for the for late 24 when this ride opens. One thing that really excites me about this ride is the more that they reveal, it feels like they are putting their all into the, this ride because they know that there were a decent amount of people who were, you know, they this ride was beloved to them. They enjoyed riding it and they were very sad to see it go. And then there were some people who were just, you know, wanted to see it stay open for ridiculous reasons. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, like, the more I hear, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. You're going to absolutely do right by Princess Tiana and this movie. And, you know, that the movie deserves it because slowly we see Princess Tiana and Princess and the Frog getting the love that it deserves. And I just think that this is going to be an absolute huge hit when it opens and I just can't wait. <laughs> so yes, I am very, very, very excited about that, uh, that ride opening in late 2024. And just a note, May 31st is the last day of Disneyland's Splash Mountain. So if you have not ridden Disneyland's Splash Mountain, you're going there anytime soon, you got to get on it before May 31st or you ain't going to get on it at all. Yeah, it always trips me out when I, at night, if I'm scrolling through TikTok and somebody is live and on Splash Mountain, I'm like, whoa, what is happening right now? <laughs> I always forget that it's still open, Yeah, but it won't be for long. So if you want to ride it, make sure you head there. Exactly. All right, Danny, you want to start with the next one? Yeah. So speaking of movies that are going to be in the parks... Moana's Journey of Water is coming to Epcot and we are slowly seeing that take form and just around the corner we're going to be enjoying this brand new offering um, at Epcot. Yes, uh, Bob Iger uh, highlighted a lot of the uh, the new things that are coming to Epcot, but more specifically, Moana's Journey of Water uh, is opening in the fall later on this year. and. I've heard some things, and I can't dive into what I've heard right. here because they are somewhat confidential. I've heard from uh, a friend of mine who is in the know. Um, this, the technology that they're going to be using in this, and you know, when you think of dancing water and water effects, the first thing that comes to my mind is the dancing water fountains over by Journey to Imagination, and it's going to be so much more than that. A lot of people are expecting, you know, simple water effects, things like that. But this, from what I've heard, is supposed to be this mind-blowing technology that literally puts you into Moana's shoes and you get to interact with water as if you're Moana. And I keep having to forget that it's not going to be what is in front of, uh, what is it? Not um, like not Guardians of the Galaxy, but the uh, mission space. Yeah. There's like this splash pad right in front oh, where the true. little kids yeah. run through. Yeah, it's not going to be a splash pad. And for some reason in the back of my head, that's what I pictured when they first announced it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that plus the dancing water fountains over by Figma. Yeah, that's kind of what I pictured. And it sounds like it's... It's not going to be like that at all. No, this is going to blow people's minds from what I've heard. Like I said, I can't dive into what I've heard, uh, but it's going to be so cool. In addition to uh, talking about 
Journey of Water Inspired by Moana, again, opening in the fall at Epcot. It was also announced that Moana is going to be a live-action film. Yes. With Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, reprising his role as Maui. The photos of him look wild. I don't think those are real. Uh, they still look wild. They do look wild. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are AI-generated. They uh, the still one, look I think wild. I know the ones you're thinking of. <laughs> but that if he looks like that, then heck yeah, that, that looks awesome. I actually sent those photos to um, our friend Missy, who actually works at Animal Kingdom. She uh-huh. loves The Rock. And I sent him to her like in the middle of the night. And yeah. she woke up. And she's like, what a great way to wake up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean. That's funny. But it would make sense that they were more like AI-generated. Uh, but they still look amazing. Him as Maui would is going to be very cool and it, it just makes sense now uh we're going to go ahead and kind of slide into our discussion about uh let's see actually we're gonna i thought it was right after this but we're just going to keep discussing it the live action yeah so we already talked about moana so that has been announced and uh the rock like he when he did that video he had the giant hook is very fun very cool announcement everybody was excited about that and another thing to note about this moana live action is that we don't know yet if ali cravalho i think that's how you say her name mm-hmm. uh, will be reprising her role as moana but she is listed as an executive producer on right. this film so she's working on it in some way but we don't know if she's going to be moana herself even though dwayne johnson <laughs> right right <laughs> hopefully alan tudyk can do the voice for that as well <laughs> and and a uh, live action pua Right. Like it, it's just going to be so cute. Well, one thing that I, we, you and I did not discuss, and I kind of wanted to delve into sure. as part, uh, part of part of this list has been confirmed is being worked on, and uh, part of it uh, has been discussed in the past, and there it doesn't have dates of uh, live action movies that are actually coming or being made, or either in pre-production. Or the rights have been secured. Or rumored at this point? At rumored. Actually, most of these on here have... Are they confirmed? Uh, so they haven't been announced, but there has already been like things behind the scenes. So for instance, uh, one that I didn't know about is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, nice. And guess who is going to be directing it and is rumored to uh, star as Hunchback? Josh Gad. Josh Gad, yeah. Wow. wow. That was really directly on the yeah nose. i mean he's the first person that pops in my head so not I'm, that he has a hunchback or looks like quasimodo in any way but um he's the first person that kind of popped into my head so the only ones i have listed here are some that have had like people sign on to do things or um you know things like that but i'm just going to go through the list really quick because i had no idea this much was happening so uh peter pan and wendy is already confirmed yes there's Le- a trailer for that yes uh the little mermaid we know is coming out also trailers for that lilo and stitch lilo and stitch yes uh so they have been searching for the cast and they actually cast uh the little girl playing lilo and she looks like she jumped right out right out of the cartoon she's so cute uh moana uh which we just discussed snow white and the seven dwarves really yes uh mufasa the lion king 2 so this is the one about mufasa oh um hercules Okay. I just, so again, just because everything I saw had things that have been happening about this. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. 
Uh, I also don't know if Robin Hood would translate well for live action, but I'm here to see what happens. <laughs> right. Well, if they could do Lion King, they could do Robin Hood. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. Aladdin, the sequel. What? Uh, Prince of Thieves? <laughs> right. Sword in the Stone. What? And part of me is like, is that why you have that whole Sword in the Stone float in Magic, Magic Happens? Happens? <laughs> Where Merlin goes off. Um, a live action Bambi. Ooh. Uh, back when the first live action Jungle Book came out, uh, they actually started preparing for the Jungle Book 2. Interesting. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Wow. Tink. So this is a movie... A live action just... They're going for it. Just on Tink. <laughs> um, one that I found interesting, the last two I found very interesting, and some of these are like slow to come forward, but the ones that are already coming out are some that, you know, a couple of years ago we were like, oh, there's a rumor. So Aristocats and oh. Quest Love is actually directing it. Interesting. And I believe he's in, involved in the music as well. Very cool. And then lastly, The Black Cauldron. Whoa, I won a copy of The Black Cauldron on VHS on Radio Disney when I was 14. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. And uh, the reason that that has been being discussed is because uh, Disney was actually trying to acquire the rights, and they did in 2016. So that is on the shelf. So all of those are... Uh, some of them have been cast. Some of them um, are in production, pre-production. Pre it's really interesting because when you look it up, as early as like a couple months ago, there's news happening on all of these. And I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Uh, I'm glad you looked that up because I had never heard like 75% of that list. Right. Wow. I mean, uh, And some of the ones that I was like Peter Pan and Wendy, nobody's talking about it. And it's right around the corner. Yeah. I think that one's going to be so much fun to see. And I, I just... Peter Pan's such an odd thing because everybody knows the classic Disney film with the animated Captain Hook and Smee and Peter Pan and all that. But there's been so many other iterations of Peter Pan, whether it be on Broadway or Hook or Love this. Hook. or There's so many different iterations of the story that it almost feels like there's too many and people are like, not another one. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's why Peter Pan and Wendy's not really getting any press or, you know, anything like that. But it does look good. I, I watched the trailer. It looks fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks really, really fun. Um, I think that it'll be, it'll just add to like the live action, you know, library. Library, and the thing is, somebody's watching the these and somebody's asking for more of these. Right. Um, and we will keep you guys updated as we hear more about these movies. The box uh, office. We are keeping a very close eye right now on getting the little mermaid tickets the because we want to see it as soon as it comes out yeah that's one that i'm very excited about uh but as for the rest of them again take all that with a grain of salt look it up yourself if you heard about one of your favorite movies but um again i i had no idea they had that much going on and i i also did read that uh the pandemic had a, like hit the uh breaks on some of these projects so sure. Which is very understandable. Well, speaking of the pandemic hitting breaks on projects, let's talk about Walt Disney World's Fantasmic. Fantasmic. So since it came back in November 1st, it's been doing shows almost twice, oh, oh, uh, 
What's a, how am I trying to say this? Twice nightly, almost every night. Yes. There we go. Twice a night, every night. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. There's been a couple of nights. This one night that we went that we were planning on bringing our friends there and then realized there wasn't a second show. And it was like the only time in the last six months there hasn't been a second show. And of course, we looked like halfway through the first show. We were like, uh... right. Yeah, we decided to skip the first one. We went to Oga's and then we were going to go to Fantasmic afterwards. And while we were walking there, I was like, I'm going to double check, make through, make sure there's a second show. And there wasn't. So <laughs> that was a, a huge disappointment. I couldn't believe that because it was like, oh, the night after, still two shows. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Just one of those weird nights. But yes, they are going to be undergoing a refurbishment. The way I see it, because it's just for like a night or two, is that they have this shiny and new, like lots of money put into this. Everything is beautiful and like just... We're just going to make sure everything stays shiny and new. One thing that I noticed about Fantasmic before it went away, there was a lot of times where things weren't working. And the, the LEDs on the boats that go by weren't working. And sometimes the uh, fireworks on Steamboat Willie's ship weren't working. And the dragon was sleeping. And, you know, different <laughs> things the that were happening. Was sleeping. So I'm really kind of happy that they're doing this and keeping up with the refurbishment. So... Let me give you a little bit of details on how this is going to work. So right now, for the next two days, uh, April 21st and 22nd, there are still going to be two more shows, or two shows every single day. As of April 23rd, there's going to be one show a night until they close for refurbishment on May 1st and 2nd. Okay. Um, and then after that, they're going to back to two shows from May 3rd to May 6th, and then back to one show per night for the foreseeable future. That's so interesting because I know it's going to be busy during Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, so, so I, I think with it being closed for two days, I think they're going to be like, all right, here's two shows a night for five days, you know, to try to make up for that refurbishment. Right. Um, and then until until the, the summer's over maybe or whatever they decide to do, it's going to be one show a night uh, going forward. So um, Fantasmic Refurbishment News closed May 1st and 2nd. Uh, one show as of April 23rd through May 1st, um, and then two shows again May 3rd through the 6th, and then back to one show a night until they decide otherwise. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it also depends on like business needs. So if, right, if, right. They're, if their shows are filling up and people are not happy, I'm sure that they'll take that into consideration. But Fantasmic, unlike anywhere else on Disney property, holds up to 10,000 people. And so... It has to be very busy for you to not get into Fantasmic. Right. So uh, I'm glad it's only closing for a couple of days. When I saw refurbishment, my heart dropped. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you just open. Are you kidding me? But that makes sense. A couple of days. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll yeah, allow it. She'll allow it. I'll allow it. Now, uh, one thing that I did hear about, and I wish they were doing it here, is the Pride Night announcement for Disneyland. And this was announced uh, fairly recently. Let's go ahead and it, they're calling it, this is in Disneyland, first off. We're not getting it here. Uh, they should because of the stupid governor, but yes. Now, I do want to say that after the there was a press conference, this was announced directly after that. Right after it. So this is called Disneyland After Dark Pride Night. And this is going to be the first ever Pride Night for two unforgettable evenings. 
It's a separately ticketed event which celebrates the LGBTQIA plus community and allies. Love it. And it'll be June 13th and the 15th inside Disneyland Park. So it's going to be themed entertainment, Disney characters, one-of-a-kind photo opportunities, special menu items, event merchandise, and more. And it begins with a three-hour pre-party mix-in from 6 to 9. Then the private party runs from 9 to 1 a.m. And they can ride popular attractions after regular park hours. So uh, guests will also receive unlimited digital downloads of Disney PhotoPass photos taken during the party, along with commemorative keepsakes, including a souvenir credential and event guide map. Love it. I love that they are doing this, especially with everything that's going on in America right now. Good for you. Like, I cannot stress this enough. We need more companies to stand up and do this. Accept everybody. Yes. We're all humans here, guys. Love is love. And uh, we all should be loving each other. Um, But yes, I'm so excited. And Disney World, come on. Let's make it happen. Let's have a a pride night here. Uh, There's nothing that would like tick off Ron DeSantis more than having a bride night here. And you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it for a week straight. I don't care. Let's just do it. Yeah. Disney World After Dark. Hashtag don't say DeSantis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That won't be their hashtag. Just kidding. And their outfits are awesome. Did you see the outfits on, on uh, Disney Parks blog? I did. Yes. I love that they're... Um, so I'm going to describe the outfits. Each of the outfits is just like each character's style. However, it has a little bit of like rainbow bright colors mixed in not like rainbow bright like the character just like rainbows um they're colorful but none of them are very like over the top just like a straight up rainbow palette they're very very classy and i really really like their outfits so i think they did a great job they put a lot of thought into this and again I just commend Disney for doing that, but I would really love to see this at Disney World because I think it would be a huge hit. I honestly do. Um, And it would, it would just, it would sell out. It would definitely sell out. So uh, we will keep you guys updated on that and, and how that goes. And again, this is the first and hopefully it's the first of many. Now, next thing that we are going to talk about is the 25th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom was actually opened on Earth Day. Yeah. Yes, that was on purpose. Today it's his birthday. Today's <laughs> April 22nd, 25 years old. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Uh, isn't that how old you have to be to rent a car? Uh, yes, yes. Disney's Animal Kingdom can now rent a car. A green car. Wow. Right? It has to be a green car. Yes, like it a, does. Like or a, a safari vehicle. Or so far, exactly. Uh, so there are some very exciting things happening. It is a little bit more low key just because it is a normal park day. Some people are just coming to visit. Can we talk about how insane like all these years lined up to be? We had Disney World 50. We have Disney uh, Company's 100th. We had Epcot 40. We have Animal Kingdom 25. Right. Like all these things are happening within like a 12 month span. Right. It's wild. And the thing is that I feel like they've gotten kind of like a good idea of what they can do to make it feel like a celebration on a normal day. Yeah. And so some of the things that they're going to be doing uh, there, we are going to have special character meet and greets. I know Moana is going to be there. Disney has announced. However, they're going to have additional character meet and greets that they have not released yet. Yes. Uh, They're 
at 7.45, there's going to be a special, uh, would you say lighting of the Tree of Life? Yeah. A waking up. Awakening. Of the, yes, uh, awakening that's what they call of, it. Awakening. There's going to be a special one at 7.45. Special. Or no, no, excuse me. It may be 8.30. I would have to double check, but basically like before, like right when the park opens and they're telling people to make sure they're there way earlier if they want to see that. Uh, there is also going to be special flotillas uh, where we're going to see very special characters uh, floating around the park. So characters you normally don't see as to who that is. We don't know. Uh, now, in terms of uh, anything that's like special just for that day, and it may carry into other days, they are going to be having special snacks. They look so cool. Um, unfortunately, most of them are dessert. Yeah, I wish they always are because desserts are easy to customize and make fun. And um, but give me like tiger nachos or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, right? give me something savory because like I can only have like one dessert before I'm like tapped out. Yeah, especially Disney des desserts that are very very rich and they're big and they're big. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, there's going to be different uh, dessert offerings. I know they don't, they say food offerings, but we all know that most of it is going to be desserts. Uh, they're also going to have photo pass opportunities available. And then if you enjoy doing the uh, wilderness, like the when you get the badges. Yeah, wilderness explorer. Yes, there's going to be a special badge for that day that you can get. Uh, and then lastly, one thing that everybody's excited about is they're releasing a lot of 25th anniversary Animal Kingdom merch. merch yeah. So, Which is not a lot of Animal Kingdom merch to begin with. Right. Um, so with a new merch drop coming, that's that's a really, really great idea. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to sell really well. Like when I saw everything, they did a really great job with it. The spirit jersey is really nice. They have a really cute bucket hat, cups, all the usual stuff. Yeah. And so I think that will sell quickly. And so we'll see if uh, I am going to try to go over to Animal Kingdom that day. I'm still trying to figure out when I can squeeze over there. Because my concern is I'm going to go over there and it's just going to be like a regular Animal Kingdom day. So my hope is that... Uh, you know, things will be happening throughout the entire day. Now, uh, I believe that's the, those are the only things that they are doing for the 25th anniversary. Uh, my hope is also that we see like a special park map for that day. Yeah, that'd be cool. And also if you go to the park that day, which we have in the past for like Epcot 40, uh, and then on October 1st for the Disney World 50, they give you a, uh, a little poster. Uh, like an art piece. Lithograph. Yeah, yeah a thing. lithograph. And so when you're walking out, they give it to you. So I'm hoping that that's included, but they haven't said anything. Yeah, it would be nice to get a fun little commemorative piece. Yeah, but if I'm correct, they had they never said anything about these until the day of. I'm not sure. Not that I recall. I, I feel like I remember logging in and seeing people posting them and being like, oh, I, gotta, I guess I got to go there. Yeah. <laughs> got to right. get that. Exactly. Uh, so... We are very excited. Animal Kingdom is a wonderful park. It is not a half-day park. If you think it's a half-day park, you're doing the parks wrong. And so go and show the respect that Animal Kingdom deserves 
and go tell it happy birthday. Happy 25th birthday, Animal Kingdom. Absolutely. So we've got a couple more uh, Walt Disney World topics to touch on. Um, the first one I wanted to touch on real quick that we should have talked about at the very beginning with annual passes, but mm. there's also a brand new... Um, oh, yes, we should have talked about uh, this one. <laughs> uh, ...rule, I guess, that... Uh, Disney World annual passes no longer need to make park pass reservations after 2 p.m. So if you're just going to the park sometime in the afternoon after 2 o'clock, you do not need to make a reservation. You just scan in and go amongst your uh, go amongst your day. However, the only exception to that is on Saturday and Sunday at the Magic Kingdom. So any park, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Anytime after 2 o'clock, you don't need a reservation anymore. Saturday, Sunday, you do need a reservation at Magic Kingdom because those are generally the busiest days there. All right. So as you can hear the music in the background, yes. this, unfortunately, because we did love this show. And if you haven't seen Harmonious by now, YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. It is the best video in YouTube. I will go as far as to say that. It is the best video. The comments say so as well, and it's not just us. The comments on the video say at youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go watch our harmonious in 4K video. It is beautiful. But this music is the finale from Harmonious. Yes. Because Harmonious is now sparkling off into Disney history. And the barges that were literally the, the reason for people going at each other's throats online and Disney social media. Well, the sh I'm going to uh, call it the show formerly known as Harmonious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Those barges are making their way out of the World Showcase Lagoon. Um, the giant circle ring in the middle, or the Stargate as some people like to call it, has been dismantled and taken out. And as well as two of the side barges are also out as well. So we are down to two more side barges and then your beloved World Showcase Lagoon will be Barren. Uh, obstruction free again. Barren. Like all you weirdos <laughs> like it. I am s like, it irks I loved this show. It irks me that people are like, oh, it, it messed up the, like, you know, the view of, of what? Like, I know we the, talked about the this. The back of the America Garden stage. Yes. And also, like, a lot of y'all who say that liked Illuminations. Why? Can you please explain to me? I'm very confused. I, I I don't know. I just, we can't appreciate nice things when we have them. And that's what Harmonious was. Harmonious was the nicest thing. And it's painful to see the, like this beautiful show that they were able to use the barges for so many things just being torn apart in front of our eyes. Yeah. Y'all did not appreciate Harmonious the way it deserved to be appreciated and... It's, it's now gone, but it lives forever on our YouTube channel. Yes, and in my heart. Yes, in my heart as well. <laughs> and on Spotify, the, the whole soundtrack is on there. That is true. All but right. It'll look so weird the next time we go back and... It's going to be bizarre. We don't see those. Yeah, because those, those have been there for the majority of the time we've lived here. I have a petition now. I would like anybody who loved Harmonious to please go online and like raise a stink that the like <laughs> the water, like the middle looks empty and just be like, you've ruined Epcot. It looks empty. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just like the opposite of what everybody whined and moaned about. Yeah. But that wraps it up for Harmonious and for our Disney news. We are going to move on to Universal Studios. You want to take this one? Yeah. 
So the next thing that we are going to talk about that I did not see coming is universal annual uh, pass price increases. This does not include Epic Universe, so expect these to go up. Um, (laughs) Nice song choice. Um, So what we are going to look look at is uh, first off, the two park premiere pass is currently $904.99. And if you give me one moment, I can tell you what it used to be because these have gone up quite a bit. So let's see. So the premiere pass, uh, I am having, technical I'm having technical difficulties. Di- difficulties I, I, excuse me. I, I know that I had heard that most of the passes went up about $150. So until you find the actual dollar amounts, let's just imagine you said it was 904. So let's say it was about 760 before that. So uh, the two park and three park premier preferred uh, power and uh, I forget the other, the fourth pass, but they're all going up. So it's the this seasonal pass. Seasonal pass. This is concerning because for a long time, Universal had it in their corner that their annual passes were significantly cheaper than Disney's. And yes, I know the Premier Pass, which we do have, does include the Express After Four and the valet parking and, and the uh, the Prime parking. Um a slightly bigger merchandise and food discount, um, still only 15%, which is crazy. Uh, it should be higher. Um, but it's it's becoming significantly less and less worth having a Universal Pass. And I, and I love going to Universal. But if it keeps the, the rate of increase that they've been doing, this is the third time that they've raised prices in the last 13 months. Yeah, They raised prices on March 4th, 2022, June 5th, 2022, and then yesterday, April 21st, 2023. So my apologies for that. those technical You're difficulties. Good. I do want That's to, what I'm here for. I do, yes. I do want to say that the reason I was having technical difficulties is I is because uh, there are a couple differences in... There are two different passes you can get, a Florida resident and a non-Florida resident, and those are different prices. So uh, first thing we're going to go over is non-Florida resident two-park annual passes. So the Premier Pass used to be $754. Uh, that is now $904.99. The Preferred Pass used to be $539, and now it's $629.99. Uh, the Power Pass is four, uh, $474.99, so no change. And the Seasonal Pass is $424.99, no change. Now for Florida residents, so this is going to affect us. Uh, the Premier Pass was $639. It has been kicked up to $789.99. Crazy. Uh, the, the Preferred Pass was $439.99. Now it is $529.99. And then the uh, lower two passes, the Power Pass, is $374.99. No change. Seasonal pass is $324.99, no change. And so uh, the breakdown as to how the the third park, which is Volcano Bay, uh, like that's going to be even higher. I'm not going to go through those just because, honestly, I don't know a lot of people who usually do that. Yeah. But it's going to be even higher. And what I want to know is 
What's going to happen when Epic Universe opens? Because I feel like it's going to be rivaling Disney prices. When they open a f- an entire fourth gate at Universal Orlando, the price and the cost of building those attractions and all that staff that's being hired, it's going to have a massive expense for NBC Universal. Um, and so I would imagine that, I mean, you're not going to be able to milk the pass holders for everything, but you're going to see a pretty significant increase. Um, at the very least, they should be offering a one, two, three, and a four park uh, annual pass. You should still have the choice of getting Volcano Bay and adding Epic Universe as your third park rather than Volcano Bay and get that three park pass. But I would imagine that for a three park pass, it's going to be over a thousand dollars. I mean, that's there's there's no doubt about that. Um, Disney right now, their top pass is thirteen ninety nine. I got to imagine theirs is going to go up by 2025 when Epic Universe opens. But this, the Universal Free Park Pass with Epic should not exceed that because that is a drastic five year increase. I mean, the problem is going to be if they're going to offer the like the Fast Pass, the Express Pass yeah. there because people are going to want that and i can't imagine they'll ever offer an express pass outside of maybe the four o'clock or later yeah but even that like i think that they put that into like the price right the thought of the prices uh one thing i do want to mention and i don't know maybe this is just me but one thing i wish they didn't include in the their highest pass which is the one that we have is the one day ticket to uh Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. And the reason for that is because somebody who spends that amount of money on an annual pass, most likely, if they want to go to Halloween Horror Nights, is probably going to buy a multi-night ticket. Right. Every single year that we have had a universal annual pass, which has been since 2020, we've not used that ticket, which is a huge benefit. It's like a, what... $100 $100 worth of yeah, a benefit. Oh yeah, easily. And not only that, you're not allowed to use it for anybody else. And that feels really, really yeah. not good to C- me. Because I'm not going to use it because we always get the, the multi-night pass. Right. So if I wanted to like bring a friend, why can't they use my ticket? If, it's, if I'm entitled to it, why can't they use it? Yeah. That's, that seems pretty dumb, honestly. I just wish... That if they're going to keep it in the pass. Right. I just wish that they weren't bumping up the price with that benefit in there full well knowing that those who are probably spending that money are probably also buying the Halloween Horror Nights basically like season pass right. and never going to use it. So I wish they would take a look at some of the benefits that they offer, but I guess we'll see what ends up happening when Ep- Epic Universe comes around. I'm a little I'm a little frightened about that. And and they should honestly increase the discount on things at the parks as well. Um, Disney is a standard 20% for their annual pass holders. Um, SeaWorld, their annual pass holders, depending on which level you're at, is a higher discount. Some are even as high as 30 or 40%. Right. Um, with Universal's premier pass only slightly above everybody else, the 10% for the three prior passes and 15% for the premier passes seems a little... Um, not very generous, Stingy. I guess. Yeah. So it, I w- it would be nice to see them raise that to like 30%. Because I would buy a lot more stuff at Universal if I had a 30% discount versus a 15% discount. Well, as they're continuing to bump the price up, uh, 
if they are going to make their pass still be competitive, which it has been recently, people have always been like universal. You get more bang for your buck. It's so much cheaper. My family can afford it. I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore, especially without Epic Universe being considered because when that opens, people are going to want to, they're not going to want to be locked out of the third gate. Nobody wants to do that. And so we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but we're seeing a little bit of a trend with these prices. Correct. Well, speaking of Halloween Horror Nights, let's move on to our next topic here. And they are now selling Halloween Horror Nights single day tickets. One as you day. can hear, yeah, as you can hear in the background, this is the weekend. It had a great house last year at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, but the uh, Horror Nights single night tickets are available now starting at $79.99 per person plus tax. Um, the Hall- Halloween Horror Nights Express Pass is also available starting from $109.99 per person plus tax, as well as the Halloween Horror Nights RIP Tour starting at $299.99 per person plus tax. Um, and the Halloween Horror Nights Behind the Screams Unmasking the Horror Tour, which is available for starting at $119.99 per person. Now, it has to be noted that the multi-night tickets, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head what they're called. Do you remember frequent what they're called? Frequent pa- Fear Pass. Thank you. Yeah. Frequent Fear Passes are not on sale yet. Those are generally on sale closer to when Halloween Horror Nights starts, maybe sometime in July or August, I believe. Um, so look out for that if you're looking for a multi-night pass. But if you have one particular night where you have a vacation booked and you want to go to Halloween Horror Nights, you can get that single night ticket right now so go to universalorlando.com for more information one thing i do want to say about that frequent fear pass is my bugaboo about the nights that they do this is they are never they don't have nights for halloween horror nights in the middle of the week and those are the nights that we actually want to go and i just wish they had like a couple extra halloween horror nights evenings like on a tuesday because there are a lot more people who would go to that than you know, I, I think they believe, but I always feel like we don't make as much use out of it because when you're at Halloween Horror Nights, usually about 1230, you're like, we're having fun. We can stay here. Then you go home and it's like 3 a.m. and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you have to work the next day. And it's so lot. it's definitely worth it. But I wish that we could make more use out of it. So, but um yeah, go ahead and get your tickets so you don't miss out. Get those early so you can visit Halloween Horror Nights this year. And I'm excited to see what unfolds for the offerings for Halloween Horror Nights. All right, next up, we have a Villain Con update. I feel like there are probably a decent amount of people listening to this episode and going... Well, what the heck is that? <laughs> well, as you heard earlier last year, Shrek 4D closed its, door, its doors permanently, and there was lots of speculation what was going on. All of a sudden, on the outside, there was all these construction walls, and all of a sudden, the minions and some bananas stopped, started popping up on those construction walls. And you're like, wait a minute. There's uh, uh, a Minions ride right across the way. This right. can't possibly be another <laughs> Minions ride. Is that correct? Well, 
you are absolutely correct if you suspected that it is a Minions ride. It is called Illuminations Villain Con Minion Blast. That is which a mouthful. Will, I know. Which will be opening like Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. They love oh mouthfuls. Oh, goodness. I can't believe I said that without stuttering. Yeah, I'm um, proud of you. <laughs> Illuminations Villain Con Minion Blast opening this summer at Universal Orlando. And it is literally right inside the building where Shrek 4D was. The reason why we're mentioning it here is because there's lots of fun signage that is now up on that building, including some imagery from the Villain Con at Universal Studios featuring the Vicious Six. Um, and then it is supposedly going to be a, a sort of a, a, a walkthrough slash stand-through attraction, I guess. Um, I'm trying to find the the details here in this article. I lost them. But if you want to kind of touch on how you feel about another Minions attraction coming to Universal Orlando. Here's my only thing about this ride. Um, I think that the Minions franchise is very fun. It's very cute. It's very heartwarming. Now, the way that the ride looks from what I can tell in photos, it's kind of like a moving walkway, but you hold like a laser gun. Yes. And you shoot at things outside. Now... As someone who likes to participate in park activities without, you know, having children in my way or getting in the way of children, I'm curious how they're going to keep parties together without, like, kids running around and, like, falling and bumping into people, uh, you know, little kids who are going to, you know, struggle or even just people, you know, who might get i don't know a little dizzy with something like that i don't really know what to expect i kind of picture a moving walkway and just like a that twists and turns like a yellow brick road yeah and then with mixed in with uh, uh what is the ride uh like a toy story menian type of deal i was gonna say what a uh, men in black y yeah sure uh so kind of like that but just having everybody in groups on a moving walkway feels a little strange to me, so I'm cautiously optimistic about how this ride yeah. is going to be. Well, Universal says that, quote, it is an interactive blaster game experience, which will invite guests to put their villainous skills to the test as they compete against each other in a bid to join the ranks of franchise's most infamous super villains. And on the artwork... Currently, you can see the five uh, five team members from the Vicious Six. It's uh, Savengeance, Stronghold, Bell Bottom, Nunchuck, and Jean Claude. So, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, very, very excited about this. I have not seen the most recent Minions movie or uh, Despicable movie, The Rise of Gru. I have not seen that yet. So, I would assume that The Rise of Gru involves the villain con stuff. Um, so I'd like to see that before this opens over the summer. What I'm curious about is like, were these movies popular enough to justify a second ride? The Minions and Despicable movies have done really well. Illumination is crushing it right now. Between that, those movies and the Super Mario movie, they're crushing it right now. I mean, sure, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you may not love it, but other people love it well i mean here's the thing the storyline was so very simple i fell asleep for the first time in 10 years in the movie theater oh, the mario movie you mean? yes yeah, the, movie, the mario movie is the greatest video game movie ever made oh it's well, not even close i mean it's very pretty i just like i told you i wanted like a bigger story i don't fall asleep in the movie so 
but I mean, it seemed to do well and little kids seemed to really like the movie. And, you know, there it's important for these parks to have things that the kids want to do when their families bring them. How could you possibly talk bad about the Mario movie when it gave us this? This was the best part of the movie, by this far. Is from my one and only like, this was the best redeeming quality of the movie. Jack Black literally did such a fantastic job. I, I, now I want a movie just based on Bowser. Jack Black is so wonderful. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Here's the thing: the the graphics, like the like the animation, the animation was absolutely fantastic. Stunning. And I think it's okay to say the overall complaint of the movie, and it's not just me, was that the storyline was severely lacking. Yeah. And something can be very pretty without telling a story, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Uh, but you're right; they are they there are they are putting out movies that are doing well. There's Minions. There's Mario. Is there anything else that they have been putting out recently illuminations i know that that how to train your dragon movies aren't isn't that illuminations uh yes it is and no we, no it's dreamworks oh it's dreamworks. dreamworks i'm not good at uh knowing which or which for that but they're all owned by universal like they're they all have those in the theme parks so i mean there's a lot of stuff that universal utilizes and has in their parks so all right, so we're going to move on to our next thing. Um, this was an interesting bit of news that we heard recently. So the Give Kids the World license plates that have been on pre-order for a while, uh, they were actually rethemed to Universal Orlando Resort for the opportunity to meet the minimum pre-sale threshold for them to go ahead and go through with the order, I guess. Uh, so... Previously, it did say give kids the world on the license plate. And now if you get that license plate, from my understanding, it is going to say Universal Studios. Is yes. that correct? Yes, that is awesome. I love that idea. And people are like, why are you changing the give kids the world to Universal Orlando? Well, here's the explanation behind that. The Walt Disney World 50th anniversary license plates went on sale in Florida. And those benefited Make-A-Wish. But it doesn't say Make-A-Wish anywhere on the plate. And those sold like wildfire. And we love Give Kids the World. That is one of our favorite places in the world. We love it. We're there all the time. We were there twice recently. Uh, we're going to be going back there again sometime soon. We're there whenever um, they ask us to be yeah, there. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to bring you guys on a tour there on our YouTube page. So stay tuned for that. Um, but a Give Kids the World license plate may not sell particularly well because people may not even know what that is. And I think it's a great idea for them to change the Give Kids the World plate to Universal Orlando because there is no Universal Orlando plate. Disney has a plate which sold like crazy. Universal is now going to have a plate. It's not going to say Give Kids the World on it, but the proceeds are going to benefit Give Kids the World. And if there's an opportunity to make more money by slapping something else on it, Go for it because Give Kids the World is going to benefit a lot better than having their own plate. Um, if they have a plate that's, you know, benefiting them that has Universal Orlando on it, right? They're still getting the proceeds. My only hope is that uh, 
they will give an option for you to choose if you want it to like do you think they'll be able to still say give kids the world for some of the plates or do you think they're all going to say universal um i believe they'll all say universal from what i've heard Hmm. i just I i wonder if some people like went to buy the plate because it's an important organization to them and you know what i mean like maybe they don't necessarily want something that says universal then uh, you could just donate to Give Kids the World if you're if you're going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've already pre-ordered it. GKTW.org slash gift if you want to donate to Give Kids the World. Yeah. But I do think that it's a, it's important for them to meet that threshold so they can totally. create it. But I just wonder how they're going to do that for people who did get a license plate wanting it to say Give Kids the World. I'm not sure. To <laughs> Too be bad, so sad. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was so little of them sold that they may just scrap the idea. I, 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 I don't know. I don't but know. But it has to hit a certain threshold for the plates to even be processed and made so right. um if it wasn't close to that threshold then th- i'm sorry the we'll refund you the money and you can buy this plate if you want they've been on sale for a while yeah i wonder what kind of threshold it has to be a lot i would I, imagine i want to say when the disney one came out i think there had to be five thousand plates sold that doesn't feel like that many it, though it, it's not but for somebody for people to slap that on a license plate you know it, it's got to be something worth slapping on there Right. And Give Kids a World is certainly worth slapping on there, but a lot more people are familiar with what Universal Orlando is versus Give Kids the World the name. People know Make-A-Wish. People know all these you know wish companies, um, but may not know what Give Kids the World is. Right. So, so as long as this Universal Orlando plate is going to be benefiting Give Kids a World, it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah. So if you are interested in a Universal Orlando Resort license plate that benefits Give Kids the World... Uh, we're not quite sure how to get that. I believe if you just go to like your the DMV website, right? Uh, check out where you would normally update your license plate, and you should be able to do that no problem. Absolutely. So, moving on. So, I do have to say something about this. This next <laughs> attraction that is closing, or that was announced it's closing forever, is... Uh, Poseidon's Fury. It's closing on May 9th, and uh, we've never we've never done this before. We have been here and been annual pass holders since 2020, and it's just never something that we've ever had the opportunity to do. And why do you think that is? Um, it was closed for two years, so it was it was gone for a while. Plus, it was one of those things that when I when I walked to Islands of Adventure, and I'm going through the Lost Continent to get to either Jurassic World of Lost Coaster or uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I never really consider stopping there. I've eaten that Mythos a couple of times. It's very, very good. But I've never really considered going into Poseidon's Fury, and I never have. I've never been in this attraction. Have you been in this attraction? No. So we're going to have to do this before May 9th, because I want to see what this is all about. Um, so between the two of us, we're not particularly sad that it's closing because we have no yeah. affinity for it. But there are people that do love this attraction. However, it is a gigantic space that's being used by a non-intellectual property attraction um, in the Lost Continent area. Right. And it's a giant space in a very popular theme park that is Universal Islands of Adventure that is not being utilized to its fullest potential. So I am kind of happy that it's closing down because that means something else is being 
worked on or, or coming fairly soon. And I've heard a couple of rumors. Um, I've heard rumors uh, an extension to the Wizarding World. Okay. Um, I've heard that uh, possibly something having to do with the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Which would be kind of cool. Like a walkthrough? Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, it's right next to the Wizarding World anyway, right? Yeah. Um, and then I've also heard rumors of um, Zelda. I've heard Zelda is is a, uh, a Nintendo property. I did not realize that she was as popular as... Zelda is a massive property. It is from, from the original Nintendo, through Game Boys, to Super Nintendo, all the way up through Nintendo 64. The Zelda Ocarina of Time is probably one of the most popular games ever made. I had um, no idea. Yeah. And then the the Switch games, the Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I can't remember the other ones, but those are immensely popular as well. I had no idea. So uh, <laughs> Zelda is another rumor that I've heard. And then I've also heard for a million different times in a million different spaces that something Pokemon might be coming to, um, to Universal as well. So take with that what you will, but I think whatever goes in there will be a vastly better use of the space. Yes. Where Poseidon's Fury is, then Poseidon's Fury. So here's my hot take. Yeah. And even though I've never eaten there, Mythos is right across from there, right? Yep. I would love if they rethemed that restaurant and did it in conjunction with whatever goes in next. Sure. Because, I don't know, I just... It feels kind of out of place to me every time I walk past it before you go into the Wizarding World. I would love to see, like, a little... Like, the the wizarding world be extended out just because it does feel very small. Uh, but I also think something Pokemon would be super fun. Yeah. Uh, I used to play Pokemon go back when it came out. That was so much fun and I don't play it anymore. Uh, I just, I just don't. But when I did play it, I had a blast and I would love to see them kind of bring that into the parks to be able to, bring something new and well-loved because everybody loves seeing, you know, things like that, that something they love in the parks that makes your visits to the park even more special. So, Absolutely. so we'll see what happens, but it is closing forever on May 9th and we'll try to get there uh, if we can. So <laughs> it'll be the first and last time that we do it whenever that happens. And we've got one more item up for bids yes. <laughs> on uh, the uh, Universal side. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah. So just before they jacked up the prices, they announced that a new Universal Orlando annual pass lounge at Universal Islands of Adventure will be opening Ooh, May 1st. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, pass holder lounge we've ever been to, at least me personally, is at SeaWorld. And those were awesome. Um, I don't quite know what happens at the annual pass holder lounge, but I think since... Secret things. I mean, since we're going to be paying more for these passes, we might as well go check out might the lounges. Well lounge a little bit. I mean, I don't know. In the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I walk into the lounge and they're like, oh, yes, welcome. Eat grapes. Like, let us <laughs> massage your hands yeah. and feet. Yeah, we're going to have people over there with giant feathers fanning you. Yeah, and they're like a giant <laughs> leaf. Just yeah. like, right. like this. And then, oh, here sit in this chair so you can look across your kingdom and then I'll sit and watch Velocicoaster. Just you look parched. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you a drink. And then I just tilt my head back and they pour water into my mouth. There we go. That's definitely what happens that, at the that annual pass holder. That is 100% what happens. I mean, that's what I thought. And then... Well, the, you SeaWorld, the SeaWorld lounges are awesome. I remember going in there, like the, the giant space where you could eat and all this kind of stuff. TVs, AC, all of the above. Now, I know there is there there was one, I think, in Islands of Adventure previously. 
and right when you walk in through the uh, just past the adventure begins area. Right, like off to the right. Yeah, but on the Universal Studios side, the AP Lounge was literally a store. Yeah. Um, right next to uh, a Schwab's Pharmacy. And it's open from like one to three to pick yeah. up your magnets. You, wa- you walk in and that's where you pick up your magnets or your uh, your buttons or your pins. That's so frustrating. We want to get our magnets. Please hold, stay open a little bit later. Yeah. Why aren't you open all day? Yeah. That's uh, Why aren't you open when the park's open? That's silly. Yeah. But um, that's literally what it was on the, on the uh, Universal Studios side before. So I'm looking forward to something new, whatever it may be. It's just um, an interesting concept to have like a lounge for your annual pass holders like is it we want you to be able to step away from the peasants who don't have annual yeah. passes flash your card before yeah. you come in here yeah flash your card oh you know annual pass not allowed like i'm just i like the idea i just i think we need to utilize it more to see what the real like benefits are in a real time scenario that's for sure but i am looking forward to getting you know my hands and feet massage while i eat grapes and watch <laughs> velocicoaster in a big comfy chair you have to pay a lot more for that I don't know. It is a new annual pass holder lounge. Well, <laughs> that concludes our coverage of the Universal Orlando news. And we just have some brief news when it comes to SeaWorld. Yes. Um, SeaWorld has announced, SeaWorld Orlando specifically, that Pipeline is going to be opening in May. And we are very excited about this. Me too. We don't have a date, and they just said May, but this coaster came up so quickly, and they, they had announced, they had told me months ago that it was opening in spring of 23, and I'm like, uh, it's April 21st, when is it going to be opening? And then literally yesterday, they were like, it's coming in May, and I was like, ah, it's coming in May! Yeah. Can't wait. I'm very excited. I also, just as a little side note, I am hearing rumblings that SeaWorld is doing a lot to either be better or be a contender to Halloween Horror Nights this okay. year. Like Halloween? Yes, I'm hearing Ooh. I'm hearing that they are upping the ante this year. I don't know what that means, but from my understanding, it's going to be like a must go to this year. Does Halloween Scream do a multi-night ticket like Universal Orlando that does? That I I believe they might, but I'm not the, sure. Cuz I know the regular one-day tickets are pretty reasonable. At least they were. They, Yeah, they're very reasonable. But the thing is, Halloween Horror Nights has been, like, the only, like, scary thing to do at a big theme park recently. And Hallow yeah. Scream gets looked over. And I'm, from what I understand, they're saying, not anymore. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Cause Let's actually, go. Yeah, in Texas, it's actually known to be, like, Bush Gardens is known to be, like, the top better than Universal. Okay. And so, um, which I was, like, shocked about. So I think they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be flexing their scary muscles. I love it. So just to keep in mind, but for right now they're they're flexing their roller coaster muscles, and if anything, SeaWorld has shown us that they a, a, a ride can go up a lot faster than you think it can, <laughs> and they are experts of announcing it, getting that ride out, and doing a great job of promoting it. So. I expect this to be another winner. Absolutely. So we got one more thing, and I'm going to let you run with this because you know a little bit more about it. But one more huge announcement from SeaWorld that's coming um, to the international portion of things. Yes. So SeaWorld Abu Dhabi is going to be SeaWorld's first non-U.S. outpost 
It will open its doors on May the 23rd of 2023. So um, they are going, they just launched a SeaWorld research and rescue facility outside of the US. And it's dedicated to marine research and rescue in the MENA region. So it's international. Uh, It's going to be right next door to the Research and Rescue Islands. SeaWorld Abu Dhabi is going to be the result of a partnership between leading immersive attractions and SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment. It will be the largest marine life theme park in the world once it's complete. It will be home to more than 100,000 aquatic animals and will occupy five levels across 183,000 square feet. Holy cow. Square meters, excuse me. 17,000 square feet. That changes it a little bit. That's that's kind of small, but yeah. Wow. 17,000 square feet. It will consist of eight unique immersive realms, Abu Dhabi Ocean, Polar Ocean, Tropical Ocean, Micro Ocean, Rocky Point, Endless Ocean, and One Ocean, each offering different rides, animal encounters, entertainment experiences, and retail and dining options. Holy cow, that sounds amazing. Their goal is to teach guests about native sea life, um, as well as the nautical history in that region. And they will be also including local trade and pearl diving, uh, which is very popular in that area in their business. Um, And again, they're gonna have several dining and retail outlets, so they're working with businesses around there. and I guess there's going to be a new interactive gaming experience that they're opening called SEA Guardian that they're going to kick off. Wow. Uh, the the details are like incredible. And everything I have seen about this is amazing. And if you don't know this, SeaWorld is actually the leader in rescue and rehab of any like any kind of facility that helps animals. And they do so much good. And I'm so excited to see what a, like a region that opens its arms up to the necessity of rescue and rehabilitation, what they're able to accomplish. Because for some reason in the United States, people are like, ah, science. No, the animal should live in the polluted ocean. Who cares? And there's no like, there's no sense in that. We need to protect the world and we need to take care of our world and the animals who live in it. And I love, love, love that this huge undertaking is going to open and just create. Mere weeks. Yeah, create w- literal waves. <laughs> so Nice. I mean, I think it's so cool. SeaWorld Abu Dhabi sounds ridiculous. And I remember when they were talking about it back when I worked there, it seemed like a ridiculous dream. And here it is just creating positive change in the world and i applaud SeaWorld for everything they do and i can't wait to see what else they do across the world nice yeah you ended right on the end of the song (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like we planned it that way (laughs) oh my goodness well that concludes this week's episode of a couple of park hoppers podcast uh i have been bill this has been danny that's me my fiance (gasps) fiance fiance um Hope you are caught up with all the news from the Disney parks and Universal parks and SeaWorld parks. Um, we had a lot to cover in this episode. It's a little bit of a long one, but um, we are you know, back after a couple of weeks. 
Um, so we had a lot to cover. Lots of announcements have been happening. So we wanted to bring them all to you in case you hadn't heard and wanted to keep you up to date on everything that we could think of to uh, cover in this episode. But that being said, if you would be so kind, head over to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Um, you can help us support our venture and uh, support what we do. Um, even as little as three bucks, like I said, half a coffee earlier, <laughs> um, half a Starbucks coffee will help us you know, continue to grow our venture into um, something that we want to uh, see it become in the near future. So we're very, very excited about the way we're trending. Our, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers has been growing. Uh, we are climbing every day with subscribers and all of you guys who are leaving comments on our videos and it's it's so exciting to see those notifications and see those things happening um so if you wouldn't also mind youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers go subscribe there um and then go through and anytime you watch one of our videos hit that thumbs up because it really does help our channel grow it really does also we are reaching out to different places so we can bring you new experiences. Sometimes those are slow to happen, yeah. but we have a bunch of stuff that is in the works. For sure. We also have different volunteer opportunities that we are participating in to put a bit a little a little bit of love in the world. Tell us about it. Um well, oh, so we're going to go into it? Yeah, just talk about it real quick. Okay. So uh, just briefly, first off, um, we love working with Give Kids the World. Yep. Um, Give the Kids the World has been so gracious to invite us to different media events uh, so we can spread the word and tell people about what Give Kids the World does. Shout out to uh, Denny and... Uh uh, Pam Landworth, who's the CEO over there, and Cindy Elliott, who's been so great to us in the past. Um, wonderful people. You know, just they work for one of the greatest organizations in the world, and they're just they couldn't be nicer people. So shout out to them. My understanding is it's the most successful nonprofit. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. Now, uh, in case you don't know, they they do offer week long, cost free family vacations to uh, critically ill children and their families. And so there's everything from celebrating holidays during the week. They celebrate birthdays. They get to go to parks. And in order for a child to go to Give Kids the World Village, they do have to be nominated through a WISH organization is what I have learned. Uh, so we are going to be hopefully getting to volunteer outside of just being a couple of park hoppers um, with the organization. We're going to go through the training. And I think we're going to get to report back to you guys what that was like. Yeah, uh, We are also... Ha, uh, we've been in talks about just taking you guys on a tour about what the village consists of because you can't picture exactly what it is until you're there. Until you see it. And it's always, it's always, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It always leaves me kind of speechless when I see what's going on there and how people are just so kind and just selfless. So many people give their time, energy, um, their lives to this organization. So we are going to be working with them as much as we can. And we're excited to for them to be asking us to come out to give you guys a closer look. And we hope that you guys take watch the video and, and see that and, you know. And, and consider volunteering yourself if you're local or if you're, if you're on a trip, take an hour or two out of your time and, and go help out at the village. It's literally 15, 20 minutes from Disney World. Um, and if you can't uh, help them out, you can help them out from afar by visiting gktw.org. That's give kids the world, gktw.org. And you can find out how you can 
help the cause from afar and, you know, financially and, and, and all that. So, right. We also want you guys to know that even if you are far away and don't have time to be able to participate, um, anytime there's anything that you can participate in, like different, uh, what is it when you try to like bidding yeah. on things, silent auctions. Yeah, silent auctions, things like that. Um, they do have those available online. So we usually share those. So we want to introduce you guys to what the money goes to. So when you see us share that you, we hope that you, you know, take a moment and participate or like comment, all of that helps their purpose, which is, is just absolutely amazing. And the second uh, place that we have been or placed the organization. Yeah, organization are the wonderful people over at uh, Alley Rocks Fund or Alley Rocks 405. Um, Allie's family is spreading the word to not drink and drive as Allison Goad um, was killed by a drunk driver a few years ago. So they are spreading her the joy of her life and what a firecracker she was yeah. and keeping her her spirit alive and spreading her message. And they're doing it in ways that people want to get involved and uh, participate and think twice before they get b- behind the wheel. Because these days, it's so easy to get a ride. So they have a big purpose because they don't want any other family to go through what they went through. And so uh, we will be working with them. We are going to hopefully here soon have Allie's mom come on and talk about it so you guys can hear from her. Yes. And we are going to just be working with them to help spread the word because it's a very important cause and they bring the community together and they do it in fun, positive ways, which after going through such a loss in your family, they're, I mean, the way that they're carrying on and just, I just know making Allie so proud is wonderful. And there are going to be events that you can participate in. So please do. Um, it's going to be tuned. so much fun. Stay tuned. We're going to bring you all the information. And again, Uh, We think it's so important to volunteer, put your time to good causes, and just spread a little love in the world. And with that, we are going to go ahead and end our evening with you guys. We hope that you enjoyed our time spreading a little love in the world. And until next time, we'll see you around the parks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.